Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. I'm Andrew Dorowski. Welcome back, Andrew. It's great to have you again. Yeah. yeah! Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute. It's another way to say that. Today we're talking about Castle in the Sky, Minute 62. Minute 62 starts with Pazu calling Shita's name. And it ends with the robot on fire. So what do you got? Which, that doesn't really work because the robot's ceramic, right? Like, how can a ceramic robot be on fire? Yeah, I don't know. It's got, it's kind of, it's like, my note was that it's like internal bleeding, but with fire. (laughs) (laughs) Internal burning? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. We, We don't really know a lot about, like, the functions of this robot. Yeah. Um, like we know it has something that looks like wires, but the wires move yeah. independently. Yeah, like, like they look like guts bugs. or like little bugs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't know like how this robot works on the inside. It's I. It has to be complex with so many parts, just even in its arm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then like, what is that membrane it makes with the spikes on its arm to make to wings? Fly, yeah. Like, is this like a semi-organic robot? Yeah, I mean, it looks organic. It does. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it is it complex enough that it would seem that's like almost no difference? Or, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they definitely like establish that it's artificially created. Yes. So it's not. It's it's being manufactured. Yeah. It's not being born. Yeah, and it's it seems like it can be. You know, if it was maintained, it can survive or operate indefinitely mm-hmm. right so it's not mm-hmm. going through a life cycle right. really yeah like the but also so it's not grown like, like the the uh um the, the thing uh, oh my God. yeah the God i know what you're talking about the, the sleeping giant the or warrior. whatever it was the god warriors yeah of nausicaa yeah so it doesn't seem to have like an embryo phase right and, right. right but i mean i guess thinking about it sort of like an insect makes a little bit of sense to me yeah like it's With wings the, like an outer shell chitin. yeah yeah so, I don't know. I think inside Laputa, don't they have, like, some larger robots, too, that never get activated? So there's probably, like, a whole history about these robots. Yes. That the movie doesn't give us. And about, like, previous generations of them that were bigger, and then they refined them and got them smaller, or... Or, like, the They big, have different yeah, purposes different or something. Purposes. Like Iron Man. The first Iron Man suit was all clunky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah I don't know what's inside it. I guess maybe the insides of the yeah, robot could be. Flammable. I guess the insides have to be flammable. Well, something's emitting sparks at least. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's got something yeah. going on. Something. There's a lot of fire. Yeah, there. but that's the end of the minute. Right. We should start at the beginning. <laughs> should yes. Right. So, Pazu. So yeah. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, when Pazu's reaching out, he's he's like unhooked himself. No seatbelt, right? Right, so has yeah. he? He did. Yeah, he, he did. He does not have a seatbelt on before, right? Yes. So he has. She was un- like, yeah. "Put this on your belt," and he but, was like, "Cool, oh, okay. lit." <laughs> but like the others have like like a belt buckle that connects to the straps, so it's like an instant seatbelt harness thing, and he had to like tie it around his belt. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's untied it. Yes. Yeah, that's what it looks like, and he's hanging off the back. Yeah, nothing is connecting him and the flapter. So when they get a little too close and the wing goes nuts, it is crazy that he's able to like hold he's on got, at like, all. I mean, good they cut, grip. they dr- they drop him out of frame, 
I think they drop him out of frame so you don't think about the fact that he definitely couldn't have held. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does drop out of like, frame. That, that was like a shocking jolt when the flapter, you know, it, it, I mean, it drops like 10 yeah. feet. Yeah. I was surprised that. And that side in particular. Dola was, I thought Dola was a better pilot than that. Oh, wow. <laughs> but maybe, <laughs> I, I mean, it seemed like an amateur move for her. It, I, yeah, it, like it kind of did. She should be able to judge. Get it, getting too close yeah. from the side. I mean, that's where the wings yeah. are. I mean, maybe there's like drafts from all of the flame that are. But she seems to be holding it pretty steady and then like like sliding into position. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like she's piloting yeah. it. And it seems to yeah, that she's spot. probably driven and just couldn't see it. I mean, well. it might be in yeah. a blind spot. It could be a blind spot. I don't. Yeah, she's got a lot to like focus on. Yeah. Even <laughs> like especially in this environment. Like mm-hmm. I'm just saying she's probably kicking herself later. It's like, yeah, oh, she's like had oh. I should have had that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and then like so the robot puts her on the on like the rampart yeah. of the tower and she's standing there. That's the perfect time for them to reach in and and get her. But she's like stuck looking at the robot. Yeah, do you think, like, Pazu is, like, calling out to her, but she's so in the moment? He's like, hey, come on, turn around. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, I need this dramatic moment with this robot that I thought was trying to kill me. (laughs) This is where, like, the music shifts, right? Yeah, it it turns into this, like, very mystical, like, score. It, like, you can hear, I think, what is a violin? It's a a very high-pitched instrument, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's, like, going, it's... It's just very yeah, flowy. Well, it definitely changes tone because now it seems like the robots changed its tone from attack to protect. Yeah, like, especially like when we as the audience first see the robot grab Sheeta, we're like, oh, he's mm-hmm. keeping her away from him. But once the music shifts, he starts to put her onto the ledge of the tower. Mm-hmm. And do you think he recognizes that, like, Dola and Pazu there are 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 there to rescue her or does he realize that the goliath is targeting him that that was one of my notes like do you yeah. think it's do you think it's purely like i'm about to get shot and she better not be in my arms or is it i can trust these two people i think it's the first one that are trying to rescue the her. first one i'm gonna get it's shot. the first one i think so yeah but you know i would love to read to be able to interpret you know the flashing lights because they yeah. have to because it's definitely yeah. trying yeah. It, it's like, like sending some sort of message yeah I feel like it's, there um, should be like uh, you know, like a, she had a smartphone. There'd be like an app that could interpret <laughs> those. Like what 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 is my yeah. Lapita robot exactly. saying? <laughs> yeah, and I think if it was trying to get her to Pazu and Dola, it would like hand her to them. So I think yeah. it is just doing like the pure protection instinct, not like you can trust these people. It's okay. Yeah, so what do you think he's saying? Like. I'm sorry, I can't protect you anymore. Or... Oh, like I've dis like I'm a disappointment. Um, I'm or sorry. like, like this is it for me, and don't be close. But like, she starts to look at it with a lot of affection in yeah, this moment, which is especially. Weird. I mean, the robot is also being very affectionate, just like with how its hand is like reached out to her as he's trying to mm-hmm. communicate to her with his two flashing red dots on his face. Yeah, he's like, I feel like it's a sign of. Like, it I'm seems sorry. like whenever he's flashing his dots, like trying to communicate, he's, he's, he's every time he does that, her. he has his hand like on his chest. Yeah, or like he's motioning to it, like yeah. 
Yeah, doesn't, this is my duty. Don't the robots a lot of the time like motion to their chest like the crest? Yeah. Um, oh, that's like right, the yeah. Laputa crest on their chest, where it's like like royal family is important to me. Like this is my purpose or something. Yeah. Or yeah, like duty, like, like you said. I'm sorry, I can't fulfill my duty. I guess is what he's saying to her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something like that. It it seems interesting that like this is the first time he's prioritized protecting her over attacking the opponent. So maybe he somehow knows the situation, but it's not like he looked up. He didn't like we don't see him look at the Goliath and know that it's targeting no. him. No, but I bet yeah. I'm... And so I think that's why there's the the confusion in like how much of this is handing her over to Pazu and how much of this is protecting her. Like yeah, this is about to get really real. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine he has sensors or something that's gonna that are telling him. Yeah, what like the is doing. he's got like a temperature scale, and he's he notices that like something above him is heating up, and he's like, "Oh, that's yeah. probably a missile that's aimed right at yeah. my chest." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like I mean, he knows both things are going on, so maybe he's kind of playing both angles a little bit. Right, maybe. I gotta I gotta say though the the second and third and fourth and fifth shot from the Goliath. A lot less accurate than yeah, the first what's one. Going, they, what that, they, that what first one doing just nails him. First one nails him right They're like in the heart. celebrating, and the other guys are like, oh, what's like going straight on? Straight up and, and like, down. They just miss. So again, <laughs> yeah, this is the more other shots, jostling. It's just destroying, it's just destroying the fortress. Yeah. I'm like, there's that's some, a lot there's of... some little girl turning everybody's heads up there. Or... <laughs> <laughs> just like Cheetah did with the, uh, the robot earlier. Yeah, like... This is a lot of damage they're doing to themselves. Yeah, to their own fortress. Yeah. It, in fact, it almost looks like those second shots after they hit the robot are aimed at Dola and Pazu. Oh. Because they're way closer to hitting them than they are at the robot. Oh, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, that's very I hadn't true. Even thought of that. But I, I like can't imagine that they'd actually be targeting that's the pirates. Over, yeah, that's like too OP. It's too overpowering yeah. for a pirate. I agree. Like a single flapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they were aiming at the robot and then they just missed a bunch because like the tower is still intact, but that wall next to it definitely isn't. Yeah. In fact, I don't know how Sheeta survived that. Right? She's so lucky. Like that was a lot of explosion next yeah. to next to her with like a lot of bricks and stuff flying as we see. I'm, yeah. su- I'm surprised that like the shockwave from it didn't yeah, make exactly. her fall off. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it did get her dirty. She's like, she's got some soot. Yeah, but I feel like it would be more interesting if she fell off and Pazu like conveniently swooped in and caught her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is it's, yeah, it's kind of it's interesting. Very interesting. I feel yeah. like later Studio Ghibli would have done some of these things a little differently. Yeah, really. I like made it made it more clear what's the robot's intentions in this moment, unless unless it's intentionally ambiguous. Um. But, you know, like, what is the message that we're supposed to get from the robot? Is it that the robot's violent or that the robot is protective? Because if it's protective, it's using too much violence to be, like, effectively protective and be good. Yeah, I mean... And if it's supposed to be violent, then I need to know from this moment that, like, what's its motivation? It might be, like, a message of, like, he's focusing only on one thing, that he's not paying attention to Mm -hmm. what he's doing to everything surrounding that one thing. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like there's a message of, like, violence, guys. It's it's not so great. Yeah, like, the whole message of this movie, I believe, is summed up in one scene at the end where Sheeta and Pazu are about to say the destruction spell, and they tell Muska, like, 
even with your guns and like all this war and violence, love will always prevail. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but to your which is not even necessarily like the story of Laputa, yeah. the kingdom. It's the story of like these yeah. two. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to your point, Andrew, the the violence is never, especially that we see here, is never clean. It's never uh, properly clear cut. executed. Yeah, it's very it's never... messy and in the moment. It's it's never heroic. Yeah. Like violence isn't heroic. There's in this always movie, collateral, which damage. I think is not something that I could yeah. like I could figure out when I was twelve. Yeah. Because I'm used to, like, a very American-style, like, heroic violence. Right. Superheroes yeah. and, and stuff like that. Superheroes and Westerns. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think this is saying, like, look, like, both sides are being violent. And that doesn't, like, just because there's two sides doesn't mean that one of them is being justified in having violence. Yeah, it's yeah. Like violence isn't the... really solving anything here. It's Yeah. It's, like, the whole reason yeah. why everyone hates Superman in the DC Cinematic Universe, because he destroyed <laughs> Metropolis. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's. It, I think it's a, a more complex message than I was ready to process at like 12 yeah, years Ghibli's old. Yeah, Ghibli's very good at putting in a lot of different themes into one film and just and developing those themes, but being very subtle about them. Violence looks pretty cool, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Especially when you go frame by frame with the shot yeah, of like a they, cannon. They, I mean, yeah, Studio Ghibli, like, they make everything... I mean, I don't want to say look beautiful when we're talking about, like, the cannons firing, <laughs> but... but I don't have another better term for it. Like, artistically... It's amazing. Like, these these images are, like, beautiful works of art, and they are conveying a message, and it's a message about, like, violence is dangerous and, and terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, like... And they're doing that effectively by, like, making pretty pictures. Like, like yeah, this I feel is, like... I, my words are not doing justice to... To, you know, the emotional impact of these beautiful images yeah. showing a terrible like thing. Princess Mononoke does that very well, too. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, the opening scene with the boar who's infected. Yeah. Like, it's very cool, yeah. and the animation is done extremely well, but it's depicting something so horrifying. It's disturbing. Yeah. 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 I mean, the violence is, it's beautiful, but it's also disturbing. It's not, it's not like yeah. a pure, yeah, right on. It's like a, whoa. Whoa, Whoa. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think I think it takes um like the level of skill that Studio Ghibli has to convey that effectively. Mm-hmm. Like in lesser hands, it's just like, oh, cool explosions. And with Studio Ghibli, it's like powerful, terrifying explosions. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like they 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 tip it over the edge into I feel uncomfortable with the violence. And they do that mm-hmm. because they have so much skill yeah. in, in yeah. the art. So the other thing that's going um, go ahead. No, you you go. The other thing you that's go. going. I've, I've introduced a few times. <laughs> the other thing that's going on in this minute, we've got uh, the Medusa ponytail like in full effect. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Which is kind of weird because I was just what? thinking at the end of the last minute that she's like, uh, Sheeta's like Andromeda, like uh, in the hands of the Kraken. Ah, uh, yes. And uh, and what what do you mean Medusa ponytail? They so whenever Her- Sheeta's in a very windy environment. Her pigtails act independently, so that's <laughs> they just they just they just waving all they over. They fly yeah, up and move around. They're their around. own thing. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why we call them Benusa, Medusa Medusa ponytail. Okay, got it, got it. But it, yeah, but it's very different. I mean, it's uh, you know, Pazu is like Perseus on Pegasus. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. <laughs> and the robot is the Kraken. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Good. Good mythology pulls. Yeah. It's- 
Yeah. <laughs> Can I say it's it's amazing that Dola doesn't get blinded by all of that glass in her eye. It, I mean, she has her when she flies up and and just a a brick to the face. Yeah. And that's a lot of glass. Like her goggle just shatters. Like the glass lens is completely gone. Mm-hmm. She should she should be a pirate with an eye patch after this. <laughs> uh, yes. I agree, but it seems yeah. like the brick like kind of pulls all of it off. Maybe she's well. She falls backwards yeah, so far. So... Yeah. So I guess it just falls away from her eye. Very lucky of her to have two eyes after yeah. this. Maybe it's like a shatterproof <laughs> glass, like they do for windshields. Yeah, maybe. So it's it's not sharp. Just breaks into to nice mild uh, pieces. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. But it t- I mean, you we see, though, we see the shards. Yeah. It is weird mm-hmm. that they're they, just kind of pulled don't, away they don't by seem... the rock. Yeah. Or the brick. Well, I think it's it's the moment after where you see how far back she's leaning. Because initially, it seems like it would fall into yeah, her but... eye. But really, like, she's she's leaning all the she's way like back. She's, completely covering so it falls away. Kazu. <laughs> yeah, so, it, yeah, the glass is falling down. Mm-hmm. You realize, yeah. And it's a... It's a good thing the flapter is balanced the way it is, so that it starts to point nose down as it falls. Because if it was, I would think with Dola hanging back and Pazu in the back, it would be, you know, back weighted enough that it would just keep falling with the nose up. Yeah. But it rolls over yeah. and starts going yeah. nose down. So there's some interesting aerodynamics going on with that thing. Yeah, I think there's, but it's probably got a, like a really heavy engine right there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like a Rolls Royce engine. <laughs> right. So do you, we were kind of discussing this a little bit. Do you think the flap dirt, do you think that's like a, think that came off the factory floor like that? Or do you think that's kind of like a jury rigged thing? Like, a, um, I mean, the ones they have seem to work so well together. Like they can link up together mm-hmm. and yeah. they can um, kind of nest when they come in for landing and everything like that. So part of me wants to say, it seems like it's, like factory manufactured yeah. but they they maybe do some modifications afterwards but you don't want to mess with like the chassis or else it won't fit right, right? so my my gut reaction is that these are manufactured mm-hmm. um and maybe this is just a particular model um because there's similar stuff in like house moving castle yeah so maybe it's the same world possibly uh-huh. um and and there's you know there's people that make these types of flying um vehicles yeah. mm-hmm and 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 Dola's just got like the I don't know the the Honda Civic version, and somebody else has the the CRV. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is uh, whatever I want to say. I don't know cars very well. <laughs> this is like the Dodge Charger. Ah, uh, yes. Like a vanishing point. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, was that Tarantino movie? The Dodge Charger. I don't know. I don't know. Tarantino is not my my oeuvre. Death car. No. Death, death. Death wish. No. Death race. No. I don't know. Death proof. There we go. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, do you guys think that Dola's crew makes these themselves, or or that they're they're mass produced in some way? I was just wondering if like they've got they like put a new engine on it. Like they oh, took, right. you know oh. I mean, like they've got some, they, there's like a kind of a sport, kind of like a, uh, 
you know, kind of like a, a beach holiday version. Like a muscle car kind of thing. Yeah, but, the, you know, there's like, they bought like a the Honda Civic mm-hmm. version and then they put the Dodge Charger. And then yeah, they souped right. it up. They souped it up. Right. Uh, I would believe that. Yeah. I just, I feel like the exterior seems so smooth that they probably don't mess with that too much. But if they can, if they can fit in a, a different engine and get a little more power out of it, I'd believe that they would do that. Yeah. I, I like the silence, like when she gets hit. We get like the nice silence for the ting. Yeah, the ting for the mm-hmm. hearing hearing the glass break yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it it like it puts a lot of tension into that moment. You're like, oh no, she's out. This yeah. is like a problem. Like, how are they going to get is out? Definitely of Definitely a moment for the audience yeah. to decide how to act and feel. Mm-hmm. And then that that robot's just on fire. Yeah. Just. So I was trying to think of like other movie moments where like there's like a monster or something. Like this is kind of like the the death scene for the robot. Yeah. It's like the end mm-hmm. of Terminator Two. What about it's definitely pretty Yeah. Pretty similar. What about Mothra? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Okay. <laughs> I make fun of Chiaco because she <laughs> yeah. cried. When Mothra died, I got really emotional because she had she had like children, yeah, like right before it, and I was yeah. like, "What about her baby?" Well, but they turn out okay, and there's the fairies to take care of them. I when I was a kid, okay, so I didn't see Mothra like Godzilla and Mothra until I was much uh-huh. older, and when I was a kid, I I mean I guess I just didn't understand how all of that worked, and I always thought. Godzilla was always the hero because I had only seen like Mecha Godzilla yeah. uh-huh. and the later ones. Right. So when I watched Mothra, I was like, "Oh, Godzilla's the villain in this one," and Mothra is like, "Yeah, Mothra's our hero. We love yeah. Mothra." I thought Mothra would be the bad guy, and Godzilla was going to be a hero. No, it was a very complicated <laughs> experience. Oh, Mothra! Oh, Mothra. I like genuinely cried. <laughs> Eight-year-old well, me was like. I mean, I didn't. Ex- I did not expect Mothra to die at that point. I didn't know that you know, like the second half of the film was going to be about its kids taking care of yeah. things. <laughs> Let's see. The other thing, I guess, King Kong. Oh yeah, is a nice tragic mm-hmm. monster death. At the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Alien Three, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Almost better forgotten, but yeah. Uh, that's probably the worst example. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, where we have a monster who, like, can have a tragic death where you're not just like, yes, the monster's dead, where there's, like, some sort of, you yeah, know, questioning pathos. to it. It's like, yeah. oh, it was... I'm trying to... Yeah. There's one Ultraman monster that yeah. I can't, I can't remember the name of, but, like, it's pretty popular for being like the one monster like the monster that's supposed to be cute and like doesn't really do any harm but like gets killed i think that's how i'm remembering this you don't remember which monster it's red and it's got like gray limbs do you know which one i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) is it like an oval kind of it's got like a weird like it's got like a a pig nose as a mouth like Okay. Do you know this which one I'm terrible. talking? This doesn't sound cute. I think cute. I do know what. Yeah, it's it's like an oval kind of thing. Yeah. It looks like a looks kind of like a kinda yeah. Like this. yeah okay. <laughs> it looks like a Doctor Who monster. It does. Bit. Yeah. I mean, that's how all 
most Ultraman monsters look. <laughs> it looks like a cheap. Yeah, it's I mean, a, that's, a, that's a that sounds TV about monster. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Oh, his name is Pigmon. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a he looks like an hors d'oeuvre with flippers. <laughs> like a like a sea urchin or something. Yeah, like a sea urchin. This does not sound like the monster I'm ready to feel bad about. He's got I just a remember, pretty pathetic face. Though. Yeah, I just remember like watching an episode of like the first season of Ultraman with this monster in it and like it being really impactful that it got harmed or died. Aww. I don't know. I just remember my mother explaining to me that I should feel bad for it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a message here to you. <laughs> you should feel bad about this one. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I am note free for the rest of this. Anything else, Chico? No. All right. Call it there. Uh, And we'll see you next time on Ghibli Ghibli Minute. Minute.